This is an SJC Radio production. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Pit Stop with Mr. Bird on SJC Radio. Uh, welcome to uh, episode 10, I believe, of series two of pit stop uh this week uh we just got uh joe and ed good evening we haven't good got evening. max oh sorry joe uh, we haven't got max because it's max's birthday um now on that subject um he showed me a uh a video message from calamilots wishing him Happy birthday, which I thought was really good. Did you see that? Yeah, I've seen that. I did. I'm really jealous. Yes, it's good. I was, I was really impressed with that. Now, Ed, you're yep. the expert on all things Formula 2. I was the expert. What, what is Callum Eilot doing this season? Um, this season, I don't think he's in Formula 2. Yeah. Um, but I, I think he might be racing in DCM. I'm not quite really? sure though. I have to check that. Can 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 somebody check up? Joe, are you are you checking up on that? Can we do a That's quick what check? That's what I'm doing now. Uh, so get back to us on that. Um, now, in terms of, uh, we'll go straight to news. Um, oh, I've got the yeah, answer. He's got it. Okay, what's the answer? Even though he was runner-up last year, he won't re- he won't be report. Um, he won't be uh, in Formula Two next year yeah. because he said it was either it was either going up to F1 or um, it's with Haas or, or not staying with Formula Two. Right. He missed out by 14 points, and I'm just trying to find where he says he's so what, going. What's, to... what's he doing this season? I've I've got here. He's set to embark on a GT driver. racing program in 2021. And now, okay, you say GT, does it say which series? This could be DTM, it could be the WC, it could be the LMS. Any more information? I've got here, Ferrari Formula 1 test driver, so I imagine he'll be doing that as well. Yeah. Um, I set to embark on a GT racing programme in 2021. I'll see him appear in a number of undisclosed sports car races. So, okay, so it's not clear which series he's racing in. Wouldn't be yeah. all that surprised if it was the DTM. Um because that's where, um, who's the last year's Red Bull driver? Albon. Who, Albon. He's, he'll, he's doing some DTM races. So, okay, so he's doing some GT racing. I mean, that's quite a good career choice, really, isn't it? Because if you can't get into Formula One, um, 
I mean, where do you go if you finish with uh, Formula 2? Well, sports car racing is quite a good avenue to pursue. So test driver for Ferrari. Well, that's rather good. And uh, races in GT. So, yeah, I think that that's probably quite a good move for him, really. Now, um, moving on to the news, it says here, uh, George Russell. Who wants to comment yes. on George Russell? Ed, OK. Uh, I'll take that. Um, so, George Russell is the new GPDA director. Um, well, I'm not the, sure if you know what that means. That's the Free Drivers Association, isn't it? Yes, that's right. Um, and yeah, only at the age of 23. That's so very young, isn't it? Very young. And that's representing and the whole of Grosjean, the grid. Yeah, and that's representing the whole of the grid um, about, I think, stuff like safety and yeah. that sort of thing. Mm. Yes. So yeah, um, that's all of that. You, you would expect a slightly older driver to perhaps have that role. So... Um, yeah, that obviously reflects well on George Russell, doesn't it? Um, yes. Now, in terms of news, there, there is some quite big MotoGP news, which I saw today, and that's that Mar- Marquez is not racing in the opening uh, round of the MotoGP uh, Championship, which is this weekend in Qatar. So he's sitting out the first round. So he obviously hasn't fully recovered from his injury last year. So that 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 was quite that, that's quite big news because uh, that wasn't that was very much in the balance. So uh, to be honest, I think for MotoGP it, it, it's quite good if Marquez uh, doesn't race because uh, it leaves it sort of wide open for for somebody else. So um, yeah, is there any other news? Any F1 news? I mean, it's fairly. And we've got the first Grand Prix coming up. It's probably a bit late in the day for any sort of major news. Do you reckon that's uh, it? Uh, well, well, I'm not sure if we covered this fully uh, last week, but the Saudi Arabian circuit has been released in Jeddah. So that's probably the second biggest uh, city in Saudi Arabia, with Riyadh, the capital, Jeddah, sort of um, the equivalent to Manchester or Birmingham here is, is in England. Uh, they'll be racing there in the 5th of November. And it's a street circuit, so it's 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 uh it's sort of replacing Hanoi a little bit, but the tracks are, are, are pretty different. Uh, Jeddah's, you know, focused on uh, barriers on the side and very fast racing. Seems to be only one or two overtaking spots, uh, but it's quite wide for a street circuit, which I think what they're trying to do is trying to get side by side action into the one or the two um overtaking spots. It's very fast and quite long. Right. Uh, they reckon it's going to be the fastest street circuit, I think, ever. I, that's the plan, I believe. Well, yeah, that's, that's quite something because Baku is very Baku fast, is isn't it? Mm-hmm. But if it's going to be faster than Baku, um, it's going to be better. I mean, I've seen the track layout. There's lots of sort of fast sweeping turns. I mean, it, you know, the, the it looks very interesting. I'd much rather have fast sweeping turns than, you know, the yeah. normal we get from Herman yeah. Tilke from Abu Dhabi, exactly. which are off camera. Yeah, you're right. I, I mean, I'll reserve judgment till I've actually seen it. But at this stage, looking at the the track map, it does look it does look very exciting. Now, there we go. Um, is there any more Formula One news? Don't worry if there isn't, because Joe, you just said something which which reminded me. You said you talked about the hope is that um, there'll be lots of side by side action. What did that remind me of? Well, it reminded me of the Sebring 12 hours. So um, we, we said last week that um, 
the weekend just gone. It was the second round of the IMSA Championship, uh, the first round being the, the Daytona 24 hours. And I did say last week that I, I felt that Daytona would probably be the, be the best race of the year. You know what? I think Sebring was even better. Um, now, the difficulty in terms of watching Sebring, uh, if you're uh, if you live in in, in uh, Britain, is that the race starts two o'clock our time because it's a 12 hour race. It finishes two o'clock in the morning our time. So there is no way I can stay up to two o'clock in the morning. Uh, so I watched quite a lot of it during the afternoon and um, I had to go online to watch. Um, I, I read uh, the race report and it said that the last hour, that certainly last, the closing laps are very exciting. Uh, and they certainly were in those closing laps. The GTLM category, there was a, a collision between the uh, first and second cars, uh, which allowed uh, the Porsche to win that category. But it was the battling up, up at the front, uh, which was, again, uh, very exciting. And... I'm talking about side-by-side -side action, Joe. On the last lap, um, we had Kobayashi in the the Ali Cadillac, that car, the car scheme that I really like. On three occasions on the last lap, he was side-by-side -side, um, with uh, the Mazda battling for second place. And I, the point I'm going to make is this. Watching IMSA racing, and, and you really ought to, I, I know, Ed, did you, did you, I showed, we saw a little bit, bit of it today, didn't we, Ed? Yeah, we did, but we couldn't catch all of it. No, we, we, we were looking for some for some footage with commentary, or we saw some footage without commentary. What I like about IMSA racing, it reminds me of the beauty of non-DRS racing. Um, I, I've said this all before, but when you don't have DRS, you have to fight incredibly hard to overtake. And as I said before, talking about Daytona, your lap after lap after lap, you have cars side by side in the braking zone trying to get by. Um, um, well, yeah, you, you say that and then they take it away and then the, the racing becomes boring. So then you want it coming back in. There'll, there'll always be, you know, there'll always be the parallel opposites, always wanting one thing to happen. And then when it does, they want to reverse it. Well, actually, because what, what I'm saying is when you, don't have, when you don't have DRS, overtaking is more difficult. But it, for me, it makes the racing more exciting, more edge of the seat stuff, because drivers have to take risks. With DRS, there's no risk, is there? You just sail by and sort of wave at uh, the driver you've sort of sailed past. Um, I like to see the drivers really fight to overtake. And, you know, Kobayashi in those last three or four laps, he overtook both the Acuras in really, really forceful manoeuvres. It's just for, at the moment, uh, for me, IMSA is where it's at. I'm just I've been following it for years. Uh, but this year, the racing, despite the fact there's only seven top class cars, only seven DPIs, the racing has been incredible, incredibly exciting. Um, okay, so that's that. I, I guess we're probably no, we done with news. Oh, sorry, Joe. It's not news per se, but I have got some uh, something that I showed you earlier, and I think Ed's seen. Uh, but it is it's a design, a redesign of this year's Ferrari. Oh dear. Uh, so, so you should be able to see it on the Twitter. Yeah, I've uh, seen it already. If you're new to the podcast, or if you're new to the um, to 
to the radio show we have here. Our Twitter is at SJC Radio now. And all the stuff we've ever talked about on Pitstop is hashtag SJC Pitstop. And if you want to get directly in contact with us, you can use pitstop at stjohnscollege.co.uk. And once you're there, hopefully you should see uh, this redesign. Now, I think, first of all, I've got to say um, thank you. And it is a great redesign by Corrosion Kid on Reddit. It's uh, I personally really like it. Uh, I think you two are seeing it now. And obviously, I know being a motorsport fan, I've got to say it. Ferrari always will have to be and always will be red. Uh, so, so I'm not saying it should be like this. I'm just saying the black with the sponsors and then using the Italian flag on one of the sponsors uh, looks really nice and contrasts really well with the matte black. And yes, it should stay red. But I just saw that and thought, oh, that, that's very nice. Uh, thoughts on that? Ed, what's your reaction to that, that post, Ed? I mean, I agree with Joe in a way. It is quite a nice looking livery, but it's not Ferrari. Ferrari should, Ferraris in anything should be red, yeah. not black or not yellow, blue, anything. It should yeah. be red. My, my, my reaction, three words I've got to say to that, Joe, when I saw it, and they are no, no, and no. It looks nice, but I, I reckon it's not feasible. Um, and on the final piece of yeah. news, last yeah. but not least, um, Johnny Dumfries has died. Oh, yes. So yes, you're right. Formula One driver and Le Mans 24 hours winner died this week, aged 62. I could not believe that. I mean, he was, you say Formula One, he raced for Lotus Renault in 86. Uh, he won Le Mans in 88. I, I, I was stunned to, to, to read that. How old was he, Joe? He wasn't very old at all. 62. I mean, that's no age. Um, well, that is very sad news indeed. It's been a very sad couple of weeks, isn't it, um, in the racing world? Um, good grief. Yeah, that, that, is, that is very sad indeed. Right. OK, now, I think we're moving on. And um, it says, I think it's Bunch of Fives. We're back to the Bunch of Fives. Uh, I'm all set up here, by the way. Okay, see, so uh, we've changed the timing. So we put it down to 15 seconds. And it's obviously going to be a a lot more difficult. So, so Joe, are, are you ready? I am ready. So the moment I finish giving you the category, you've just got to name five, five items in that category. This is going to be quite tricky, Joe, actually. Um, okay. I'll tell you what, I'm going to I'm going to put it back to 20 seconds, actually, because I, I, I just think because the questions are more difficult. Uh, I, I think you're going to need the full 20 seconds on this. But I'm just setting my clock. My clock is now set. OK, Joe, here we go. You've got 20 seconds to name five French Formula One drivers, past or present. Uh, Romain Grosjean. Um, yes. God. Um, um, oh, my God. Romain Grosjean. Um, 
can't think of. Can we count Charlotte yeah, Claire? The bus, the bus is gone, Joe. The bus oh. is gone. Okay, so without the pressure of time, Joe, Joe, can you, without the pressure of time now, can you think of any other French Formula One drivers? There is another one in, in F1, by the way. I could only think of oh, four. Esteban Ocon. Ocon, yeah. Esteban Ocon, okay. um, Romain Grosjean. Can we count, um, sort of, like get half a point for uh, Charles Leclerc, who's Monocasque? Yes, I'll accept him. Ed, can you think of any other French Formula One drivers from, from yesteryear, perhaps? Brady on new, well done. Brandy Any others? Alan Prost, very good. You've talked about Jack him. Yeah, I think he's French. Yes, course, I'll tell you what, Joe, that's well remembered. Jack Gasly. Um, Pierre Gasly. Yeah. Oh, dear. Actually, <laughs> okay. um, Joe, going off on a bit of a tangent there, you mentioned Jack Lafitte. I was at Jack Lafitte's last week. It was the 86 British Grand Prix at Brands Hatch. I was uh, on the exit of Paddock Hill Turn. He there was a crash, start line crash. Uh, he crashed at the entry to Paddock, and uh, he broke his legs. And that was the end of his. Right. So, Ed, yours is going to be very similar. You got the full twenty seconds. Okay. Uh, are you ready, Ed? Um. Yeah. I guess as ready so. as, as you'll ever be, I suspect. I want you to name five Italian Formula One drivers, past or present. Okay, Antonio Giovinazzi. Yes. Um, Bissi Keller. Yes. Uh, Truly. Yes. Uh, now I'm struggling. Oh, um, Farina. I'll accept that. Yes. Um, Ascari. Yeah, I think you're there. You, you did it. You literally did it. I don't know if you can hear my buzzer there, but yeah, you, you, you are there, um, Ed. Um, you said Farina, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. I'm sure he's Italian. Hold on, Ascari was Italian. Um, can you think, without the pressure of time, can you think of any others, actually? Um. I think... Actually, funny, we have had a, a dearth of Italian Formula One drivers of late. But if we go back probably to the 90s, the 80s, 70s, there's probably lots of them. There's people like Andrea De Cesaris, um, uh, Teo Fabi, Michele Alberetto, Ivan Capelli. There used to be lots and lots of Italian uh, drivers. Um, yeah, so Ed, you, you did really well there. Um, wow. Just as well, I gave you the full 20 seconds. So that was really really impressive. Um, I can't see the agenda because I've actually got the time and my questions on the screen. Can you tell me what's next? Is it only connect or or not? Yeah, I think it's only connect, sir. Right. Yes. Okay. So um, what I've got here now, Ed, I know you're familiar with only connect because we watch it in our form time on, uh, on, I think it's on on Tuesdays, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Joe, are you familiar with Only Connect? Uh, I am. You've got you say three things and I have to see what connects them all. Ah, now this one is slightly different, Joe. You are right. The, the, the first round of Only Connect is when you're given four clues and you have to guess what connects them. What I've got here, this is the sequencing round. So I'm going to give you three clues and you have to work out what the fourth clue is going to be. There, it will be a sequence, okay? Um, 
So do you understand that, Joe? So yeah. Now, if you can think of the fourth in the sequence after the first or second clue, you, you're welcome to to to, to sort of um, give an earlier answer. Okay. Right, Joe. Are you? You might want to write this down, Joe. Yeah, so, I've got notepad and pen ready. Okay. So the first in the sequence, Joe, is this: Mexico, 2017. You got that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The next in the sequence is Mexico 2018. Right. Okay. So don't forget, you've got to, you've got to, all you've got to do is I've name what idea. comes forth in the sequence. I've got an idea. Have you got any? Okay. What could be fourth in the sequence? Is it Mexico 2019? Uh, <laughs> no. It is USA 2019. I think I know what the link is, but I'm just, I just got... Ed, I'll come to you. We'll give Joe one more. I, I think you've already worked it out, Ed. I'll come to you in a second. So, Joe, you've had your three clues. First one, Mexico 2017. Okay, I've got it. Mexico 2018. Third one, USA 2019. Joe, what's, what's going to be the fourth, the fourth clue? What's it going to be? Well, I was originally thinking with Mexico 2017, 2018... Uh, I was thinking perhaps, you know, the race where only where the home drive, there was only one home driver with Checo Perez in 2017. What's your answer? I need an answer now, Joe. I need an answer. I don't know. Well, you, well, you, you can guess. You can guess. Uh, they're both North American. Uh, were they postponed? No, 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 no. We're not working out what connects them. You've got to tell me what, what comes next. You've got to complete the sequence. Um, can guess. I mean, the numbers uh, are going up by one, so yeah. the numbers should be fairly obvious. Oh, thanks for that one. Uh, US 2020. I don't know. Right, well done. You're wrong, but th that's a good answer. Ed, I'm what is what? Go with Turkey yeah, 2020. Is the right answer now? For your bonus point, I think you've worked this out. What is yeah. the sequence? Well, it's the races where Lewis Hamilton has secured the world championship you are right yes in fact yes well yeah it's a it, the sequence is when the world championship was won as it turns out as you say lewis hamilton won all four of those and uh, i was excellent quizzing i've got a feeling you're going to find your one quite easy ed are you ready for yours right um and you can if you're very very clever you can give me an answer uh before we get to the third clue Okay, Ed, your first clue yep. is this, Tyrrell. Yeah. Ready for the second clue? Yeah. V-A-R is the second clue. V-A-A-R? Yes, V-A-R. Now, there's only one more clue to go. Do you want to have a guess at, at this stage? Um, not quite yet. Okay, this is your last clue. Third and final clue is Honda. What comes next in the sequence? Is it? Oh. Maybe it's. I thought you get this actually. Maybe it's more difficult than I thought. Oh, I'm not I'm sure. Gonna, I'm gonna. Okay, I'm gonna force you to give me an answer. So. Uh. Benetton, I don't know. Good guess. You're wrong. Joe, do you, do you have a go? 
No, I'm I'm lost as I was. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a guess. Right, uh, Ed, you're going to kick yourself here. Let me let me read through the entire sequence. Cyril, B A R, Honda, Braun. Yeah, Ed, got it. are you kicking yourself? Um. Oh. Not literally, but yeah. Okay. When I tell you um, what the sequence is, you're not going to kick yourself, Ed, because I think you've spoken about this before. Yeah, I know what it uh, is. Tyrrell became BAR, which became Honda, which became Braun. We talked about this the other day, which, uh, as we know, this, uh, which became Mercedes. So the yeah. sequence here is really, um, it's the two teams being bought out by BAR, being bought out by Honda, then being bought out by Braun. So it, it's it's how it's how one team has changed ownership and, and changed names, changed name over the years. I thought you'd have got that because only the other day we were talking about Honda becoming Braun, becoming Mercedes GP. Yeah. Ah, well, the, those who are obviously challenging questions so um excellent well, well next time we we meet we're going to go back to motorsport maths um but i i i enjoyed it took me a while actually especially working out when the f1 championship was once we got a long time to put those questions together but um the good thing is they are challenging we like a challenge so um although you didn't get the answers right well, no, Ed, no, you, you did get joe's one right um, yeah, yeah that, that went really, really well, I think. Okay, you have to tell me what's next. Uh, we have questions, and I've got a question oh. for uh, both you and Ed. Now, I'm okay. going to do Ed's one first, because okay. his, his is a lot quicker, where I've got a series okay. of questions for you. Because if, oh, if you like pushing up a lot, I'm going to push you as well. Is so, that especially subject? Um... Oh, uh, yes, it is. I guess okay. it's it's, good, it's good. pretty close to your era. Oh, in the 80s, that's what we like. Yeah, I wouldn't say 80s. Um, <laughs> um, right. We'll start. We'll start with Ed's. <laughs> we'll start with Ed's. Uh, so, as you know, uh, as the listener may know, and and Mr. Bird does by now as well. Uh, I, I'm doing architecture ones. I'm sort of running out, running out of of things. Um. But there's here's something that you may not have seen from this angle, nor at this time of day, or lit up like this. But you've Ooh. got to tell me where is this? It's quite distinctive, I think. But there we go. I'm gonna, let me have a quick look. I haven't got my. Hold on. I, I'm gonna leave it to Ed, obviously. But if I, let's have a look. Um, oh, I'm I'm sure. I'm sure. Okay, Ed. I know where it is, but I can't. I recognise it, but I can't place it. Hold on, uh, hold on. Am I looking at the same picture? Yeah, the uh, one at the very bottom. Oh, is oh, I've got a picture which is above the 2021 calendar. No, is no, no, no. You need to keep on going to the very bottom. It's in the meeting chat. Oh, so I was in posts. My apologies. Um, meeting chat. Hold on. Let me just have a quick look. My power on. Sorry, my screen is so full of stuff. I'm struggling to meeting chat. Meeting chat. Let's have a look. I'm in meeting chat now. Loading image. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I saw in posts. Oh, Ed, come on. Oh, hold on. Oh, oh. That's my reaction. <laughs> I think you're thinking of the same thing that I was thinking. But I, I think. Well, can you say that? Because I think I. It looks like what I think we're thinking of, Ed. Yeah, it's um, not. Yeah, the top bit doesn't look. It's Are we def- sure it's not. it's not? Is it just that we're looking at it from the bottom and it? I would go with what we think right. it is, Ed, because I, I think we're right. No, I think we're right. Well, I don't, I, I'm not, I don't think we are. But what I'm saying is we're looking at it from You're the Because it's we're the top bit. Right, Ed, go with what you think it is. So well, my, first, my first instinct was Kota. But I'm, yeah, yeah. let's go with that. It is. It's just lit up and it's from a weird angle. You don't normally yeah, see it. Yeah, it, oh, right. you're right. I, I thought the same as you at the top bit. doesn't yeah. look quite right. But it it's doesn't. Just, no. You're looking at it from the bottom. Well, uh, so, so if you're it's listening good one, very, very, um, very um, quizzically at that and thinking, what, what are they talking about? That will be or hopefully will be on our Twitter uh, at SJC Radio now. And also it will be under the hashtag SJC Pit Stop. And moving on to your questions, sir. Yeah. Uh, It's it's quite long. There are multiple parts to it. I want to challenge you. Okay. Uh, So it's quite a sombre, sombre question. Um, Two F1 drivers have died on consecutive days at the same race meeting. Who are they and name the track? Right. 1994 San Marino Grand Prix Imola, Roland Ratzenberger on the Saturday and on the Sunday. Yep, good. Uh, okay, can you tell me the dates? You said 1994. Well, it's in May, isn't it? It is. No, I, I can't. I can't tell you the dates, but okay. obviously. Okay, 30th of April and the 1st yeah. of May, obviously yeah. there. Uh, I'm also going to go into further detail. Yeah. Ratzenberger died on, do you know which lap? Well, no, he died in, he died in qualifying. It was on the practice lap, yeah, qualifying. No, it was in qualifying. It was in qualifying, and he died. It was the corner called Villeneuve, which is the fast left-hander before Tosa, which is the hairpin. Yeah, and Senna, do you, do you know roughly the lap? I don't know the lap, but the corner was Tamburello. Tamburello chicane, yep. And it no, was, no, 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 no. Tamburello wasn't a chicane then. Oh, Tamburello was, was a flat-out uh, left-hander. Off. It was chicane afterwards. Um, right. Tamburella. I mean, I can remember, Joe, when I was your age, um, watching the Saturday Grand Prix and thinking what an incredibly exciting corner Tamburello is. Unbelievably fast. Um, but there's no great runoff. There wasn't much in the way of runoff on the exit. I think the reason being is be- the other side of the corner, I think there's a river. So there wasn't much scope to actually build much, much runoff in. Uh, and there had been actually before Senna's death, there had been quite a few big accidents there. We talked about Gerhard Berger in the 89 San Marino Grand Prix. He was lucky to survive that. I think Nelson Piquet in 87 had a very big crash there. And also, oh, I think one of the Arrows drivers had a big crash there. But it has been the scene of, of many big accidents over the year. Yeah. Um, so uh, that was the sixth lap, so actually relatively early on in the Grand Prix. Um, I've also gone into so much detail. Yeah. Uh, Williams car had some electrical advantages the previous year, so in 1993. Yes. 
lots of complaints about that from the other team. Yeah. They'd been banned, and when Senna joined Williams, yeah. they had Williams having trouble adjusting the car yeah. without all these yeah. electrical updates. Yeah. So it was quite difficult to control the handling in the yeah. corner all over the place. Mm. And, um, you know, it so led it to being harder control and then yeah. led, led to his crash and his, his death. Uh, one more thing about Senna. It was, you know, he really was an, an amazing driver. You know, really liked, which is strange, loved racing in the wet conditions. Yes. Which, yes. Uh, most drivers don't. I mean, I think you've got to have a particular mindset, similar to Max Verstappen. He enjoys his, racing in the Joe, uh, his first win came in the 85 Portuguese Grand Prix. That was in the wet. It was very wet. And the previous year in 84, we talked about this before, the Monaco Grand Prix, the Monaco Grand Prix, rather, that was very wet. He would have won that race had it not been stopped uh, at half distance. So you're right. He was very good in the wet. Yep. Uh, talking about sort of fatalities in Grand Prix, I mean, that was 1994. Um, pr- prior to that, the last death at a Grand Prix meeting was in, well, 1982. It was in the Canadian Grand Prix. A chap called Ricardo Paletti was killed in a start line crash. And prior to that, it was the Belgian Grand Prix of the same year as Gilles Villeneuve was killed in, in qualifying. So we had gone 12 years without any fatalities at, at Grand Prix uh, meetings. And then we have, as you said, two fatalities uh, in successive days uh, at uh, San Marino. There had been fatality uh, in testing in 80. 86, Elio De Angelis uh, was killed in a testing accident to uh, Paul Ricard, but that, that obviously wasn't a, a Grand Prix meeting that was testing. But um, well, thank you for those questions. Oh, Joe, you want to say something? Yeah. Well, just as we're talking about Imola, I'm glad you like the questions, by the way. Yeah, yeah very good. Very good. A lot of research went into that. Uh, thank you. Um, <laughs> then into Imola. Uh, obviously, that, that's the second race of this year's calendar. Uh, so Bahrain is the first race. And that's on the 28th of March. Imola's the second race, uh, two weeks later, on the 18th of March. And it's the um, first and it was last uh, held in there in 2020. But before that, it's uh, held, last held in 2006. So we actually hadn't been there for 14 years. Oh, 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 oh yeah. yes, you're right. Yes, you're right. They're there, big gap, haven't they? And then right. uh, they came back this year. So, yeah, that the Imola week. I think we should rename this episode Imola week rather yeah. than episode two. <laughs> but that's Pulling my question. We're gonna have to move on. I'm looking at the time, and we, and we can't afford to run over. So um, I think we're going on to the A to Z, and it's a much more user-friendly word than letter than the, than the letter that actually we didn't do last week, which was Q, of course. We're on to R now. I'm actually sport for choice with R. I'm not going to start off. Uh, I'm going to go to Ed first. R. Yep. What does that mean to you? My R is Raikkonen. I'm sure you all know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, world champion, multiple race winner, very good driver, very old driver, very experienced. You say very, how old is he, Ed? Before this clears up, very old for an F1 driver. (laughs) Yes. Absolutely ancient, 41. Yeah, ancient, 41. Well, as we know, ultra racing driver, but actually really quite young in the overall scheme of things. We mentioned Raikkonen yeah. before, Ed, because he jumped from Formula Renault, which is you know very is very low down on the sort of the sort of motorsports ladder, 
went to the Formula Renault straight to Formula One. Yeah, uh, and this is a little fact as well before we move okay. on to Joe's fact. Yeah. Uh, he's the only driver to win in the V10, V8 and hybrid era of Formula One. Gosh, that, that, well, thank you for that. I never, I never knew that. That's a really good fact. That could have been one of Joe's yeah. facts of the week, actually, I'm couldn't it? Back week for that, yeah. <laughs> so, Joe, yeah. Uh, what does R mean to you? Now, now with my surname being uh, Russell, um, I, I think I've got to, I've got to go with George Russell. Oh yeah, yeah, that makes uh, sense. So we spoke about him earlier. I, I really like him. He's from Kingsland, which is an area you know I, I know pretty well. And oh, yeah. uh, I don't know. I just, I just really like him. Down to earth, very quick driver. Hopefully he gets a Mercedes seat sometime soon. And obviously the uh, very young, but it's quite a, quite a stable head, which makes him quite a good choice for the GPDA, which is the uh, what we were talking about earlier on in the show. So, yeah. sir, what, what's your R? Well, I really sport for choice here. I, I've gone with, I had a choice of two, uh, and I've gone with Road America. Road America regarded as North America's finest uh, racetrack. Now, I mean, for me, the two best circuits in North America are probably Road America and Road Atlanta. Why did I choose Road America? Very simply, because I've been there. I went there, I actually went to the States in 2015. I went, the, the, my reason for going was to watch a round of the IMSA championship. We talked about IMSA earlier, the, you know, Sebring and what have you. Um, so I decided I've never been to the States. I want to go to the States. I, I love the IMSA championship. So I, I flew out to Wisconsin um, and spent uh, the weekend at Road America. Road America is known, it's kind of, kind of regarded as the sort of spa of uh, North America, uh, four miles in length, um, lots of long straights, uh, some very fast corners, lots of gradient, lots of trees, um, really good racetrack, great racetrack to view at. The access is excellent all around the circuit. Um, what really impressed me, actually, was the quality of the food. Um, the trackside sort of food stalls uh, were excellent. Uh, I can remember on Saturday evening watching the qualifying for the IMSA race and having a very nice cheeseburger whilst watching the qualifying. Um, so if you ever find yourself in the States and you want to go to uh, uh, a racetrack, Road America is probably the best one. So, yeah, there we go. Road America, really good racetrack. Now, I'm going to move on fairly rapidly because I'm looking at time and you know, we're thinking of dinner and homework and so on. Joe, it's over to you and your fact of the week. It is, yes. Um, so I've got two this week. Two, two I, uh, I think yep. are really good, yep. as ever. As ever. Um, so the manhell covers it from now not i'm not sure if it's from now on but it's actually happened in baku as well where george russell went over a, a manhole cover and, and sort of not blew it up that's a bit over excessive yeah. but it, it, it did cause damage to him and the car and the manhole and they have to be welded down before the monaco grand prix because the downforce created by an f1 car has enough suction to pull it up so i thought that was quite interesting say that joe because in the 1990 world sports car championship round at montreal i think the race uh had to be finished had to be red flagged because of just such an incident 
a chap called, I think it was Jesus Pereja in a brawn Porsche 962, went over a manhole cover and actually, it actually, um, the manhole cover was pulled off the ground, I suppose, pulled out of the ground. And as a result, he had a very big accident. The car was destroyed. Um, so there we go. And of course, those Porsche 962s, they had um, an awful lot of downfalls. They had sort of ground effects. And so as one of those cars, those cars going over these manhole covers, they would, I guess, in effect, suck the ground, the manhole covers up and out of the ground. So um, thank you for that. Joe, you got another one? Joe? Oh, have we lost Joe? Yeah. No, 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 I'm still here. Just a bit slow. Um, the uh, first Formula One, since the first Formula One World Championship, which I've previously talked about in Fact of the Week, uh, which started in 1950, 69 was countries. It, was, it, was it 50 or 55? I thought it was 55. I'm making it up. 50, I've got here. Well, since at least since 1950, I've got here. Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. 69 countries have hosted a Grand Prix. Now, that'll soon turn oh. into 70 with Saudi Arabia. Just thought I was quite a good one that I wanted to get off my chest. I'm before surprised. Gosh, I never would have. If you had said to us how many countries have hosted Grand Prix, I might have said 30. That's amazing. Well, there you are. It's, it truly is worldwide. That That is extraordinary. I'll I tell you what. Did it was 16? Wow. I never would have guessed that. That is incredible. So I, I reckon go, that, they always are incredible, sir. All my fact of the weeks always I are. I would argue. <laughs> um, that that might be your best fact so far. Ooh. Joe, my, personal favorite, my personal favourite so far, sir, has been how they, they pump the car tyres in nitrogen rather than yeah. oxygen. Despite uh, all the praise you are giving yourself, Joe, uh, I don't think you'll find there'll <laughs> be any applause or cheering when we hear the final edit. don't think that's going to happen somehow. Um, now, um, <laughs> thank you for that. Ed, um, are you yep. ready with Who Am I? Yeah, we're all ready. Good. Good. It's time to guess Who Am I? Are you ready for the first clue? We are. Yes. Oh. I was born on the 17th of April, 1986. Oh, hold on, 86. That makes you pretty young. 86, 96. 20, you're going to be about 25. So quite young. Might want to do the maths again, sir. No, oh, hold on. You, uh, not. Oh, it's 86. <laughs> 86. So, yeah. Oh, OK. You're still quite 36 is still quite young. It's still young. Cool. Well, 34. Very, yeah. 34. Very I, don't old math, I don't teach maths. Carry on. They're ancient. They're ancient. Ancient for a racing driver. But in the grand scheme of things, very young indeed. <laughs> Carry on. I achieved 10 podiums in my Formula One career. Oh, he says 10 podiums. I. I does that suggest you didn't win any races? Yes. Oh, 10 podiums and no race wins. And he's 34. I'm assuming his career is over. Okay, give us the next clue then. I raced for three different teams. 34. See, I'm not sure if this person's retired or not. 34 sounds too young to retire to me. Uh, three different teams. Can you repeat that clue, um, Ed? Can you repeat it? 
I raced for three different teams. Right. That tells me uh, this chap's retired because he said I raced. So he's, he's retired. He's 34, didn't win, but had 10 podiums. Joe, can you think of anybody who had lots of podiums but didn't win a race? Well, how old are they? Well, he's, he's 34. Okay. That's so, not... so he, can't, he can't have retired that long ago, can he? If he's 34. No. Um, I'm afraid I can say. <laughs> and are, also, are we are, are we three teams i think he's only raced with three teams did you say yeah. yes well three teams with yeah. different names oh hold on so it might be just that. one team it could be two teams and one of them has changed names a few times i'll tell you what i'm thinking of i, think I, I, I roughly but i don't know. think he's 34 no in fact he's not no sorry the chap i'm thinking of no in fact they even want to race and so no, i forget that next clue please I've got, I've got it. I'll let you, okay. I'll let you guess it. But when I, you say you, hold on. When you say you've got it, you're not checking on the internet, are you, Joe? No. Well, I mean, I don't know for certain. I think I've got okay, it. Okay. Can Can you give us your guess? Uh, my guess is it Roman Grosjean because I know he only went for three teams, and if you're 34, you're I don't think he had ten podiums though. Ed, is he right? Magnuson. He didn't have ten podiums so, though. Do you have a guess? Right. Okay. So we say is is Joe wrong? Or Hulkenberg? No. Oh, I'll tell you what, Holcom- I'm going with Hulkenberg, Ed. Well, one of you is right. Well, so it's one of those three. So it's either well, Hulkenberg, Grosjean. Actually, I don't think Hulkenberg, had- Hulkenberg didn't have 10 podiums. It's got to be Grosjean, isn't it? It is Roman Grosjean. Nico Hulkenberg hasn't got any podiums. No, gosh, no podiums at all. That's surprising. Right. Well, it is surprising. I mean, Hulkenberg should have won a race, actually. There was a Brazilian Grand Prix a few years ago, which he was leading for Williams, well, quite a few years ago. He ended up crashing, but I think he would have won that. Well, well, that was, I'll tell you what, um, that was very good indeed. Ed, that's your best one so far, I think. That now, was- we, are, we are pushed for time here. So I think, um, obviously, this weekend's very busy motorsport-wise. We've got I haven't even thought about MotoGP at all, but it's MotoGP this weekend. Um, and obviously, it's, it's, the Formula, it's the Formula One season opener as well. Let's just go with Formula One. Can we have predictions for the race win? I think it's going to be more difficult than, than, than usual here. Uh, Joe, your prediction to win the Bahrain Grand Prix. Now, now I know I know most people just say Hamilton, Bottas, Verstappen. Yeah, I, I think it would be difficult. I'm here. I'm here to mix it up. Not necessarily here to get it correct. I'm here yeah. to provide excitement. I'm here to mix it up, which is why I'm going to go for Verstappen win. Yeah. And a Perez P2. So red two one two for Red Bull and a Ricardo P3. I quite like that. Uh, Ed, what are your thoughts? I'm going to go with a Lewis Hamilton win. Yeah. P2, I think I'm going to go with, we'll go with Max Verstappen. And then P3, I'll stick with Joe and say Daniel Ricciardo. I, I, funny enough, I would normally do, I'm not going to do the usual Mercedes, Mercedes, because I just got a feeling that it's going to be much more competitive this year. And I, I, I'm going to agree with, I would agree with Joe that, that Max Verstappen is probably the favourite to win. Um, and I could see, and I can see Ricciardo uh, being on the podium as well. Um, so I'm going to go, I'm going to almost copy Joe here. I'm going to go Verstappen first. I'm going to go Hamilton second. 
and I'm going to go. Oh, let's go Ricardo third. Um, I could see that happening. I could see that I, happening. I, 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 That's not too crazy. Yeah. Uh, Our prediction is so, going to uh, be a lot harder this year. Yeah. 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 So, I'd rather I'd rather have difficult predictions and an exciting race rather than easy predictions and yeah. you know a speed fest. I have to say, I mean, this is the most excited I've been uh, uh, before Formula One season for a number of years. I, I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm not massively, massively excited, but I, I'm more interested than usual. Um, I would be, I don't want to put a downer on things, but if they got rid of DRS and the teams had a completely free choice over what tyres they used and when they used them, I would be really quite excited. But I am more interested than usual, I think, about this season. Um, simply because I think it's going to be more competitive. Now, we are rapidly running out of time. Um, is there anything else to add before I do the sort of... The, the sort of OK, now, next week, there's not going to be... There won't be a radio show for the next three weeks, simply because we don't have uh, a licence to, I, I think, to produce a radio show during holiday times. So what we're going to do, we've decided... Next week, because this is such a, a big motorsport weekend with the Formula One and the MotoGP, we're going to do a podcast for next week. And I think the idea is we're going to put the podcast out on Friday at 6 p.m. Joe, you want to say something then? Joe, yeah? Well, just just for people who want to, to who are enjoying what we're, lit, what we're, we're rambling on about, uh, that, that you can find that special edition podcast episode uh, on TuneIn on the SJC radio page and you'll be able to find Mr. Bird's pit stop quite easily from there. So that is tune in SJC radio. So just to, just to repeat myself really next week, no radio show, no radio show for the next three weeks because we're on holiday. Uh, there'll be a podcast next week that there'll just be one East holiday podcast next week. And then we'll, we'll, we'll be back on the radio when we're back at school. That'll be in sort of three weeks' time. So until then, uh, it's good evening for me. Good evening from Joe. And good evening from Ed. This was an SJC Radio production, written and presented by Mr Bird, Joe and Ed. The editor was Mr Bird and it was produced by Tom Russell. Thank you for listening to this episode of Pit Stop with Mr Bird. There's a few new things I want to make you aware of. We've got a new website, which you can find by going online to shows.acast.com forward slash pitstop, where you can also find links to our Twitter and uh, on the About page, more information about the hosts as well. We're also on lots more platforms in addition to where you're listening to us now. So we're now on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music and lots more, as well as TuneIn like we've been on since we started so head over to those platforms to subscribe on the most convenient one for you and find all our back catalogue of episodes to listen to again as well